Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. The only person happy with a 100% crop is a farmer. Welcome to episode 103. My name is Scott Weinkiewicz, and I'm joined by my guest, Corey Potter and Dylan Howell. Now, you might recognize Corey's voice from episode 32 when we talked about SEO in 2017. Wow. But like now. Times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now we're in, we're in the year 2020, and a lot has changed. In fact, a lot has changed because in 2017, Corey and I could just hang out at WPPI, but it's 2020 and we're all kind of bunkered down in our homes because of COVID-19. So um, <laughs> we could do things like this, a podcast remotely. In fact, the three of us are in very different parts of the United States. So that's always fun, right? So um, why don't you each introduce yourself, uh, Corey, uh, just share a little bit about yourself and then we'll go on to Dylan. Sure. It's funny. It's always like whenever you say introduce yourself, I'm like, uh, what do I want to talk about here? <laughs> um, but I mean, like in in context for this podcast, you know, I was a uh, in high school. I started with some web development and website building, and um, right right around college, I started deciding that I was going to offer SEO services to local businesses and build websites and. All at the same time, I stumbled across photography and it ended up taking off pretty fast to the point where I was like, oh, well, actually, I'm just going to do photography full time. So my wife and I were wedding photographers for almost 10 years and um, we grew the business pretty fast in the beginning, mostly because of WordPress, in my opinion. It's, I, was, I was on WordPress before most photographers were using WordPress and it was a huge advantage for me back in the day. So that's my little... Uh, that how I got into photography and how I got into WordPress and SEO all at the same time. <laughs> Great. And Dylan? Yeah. So I'm a photographer as well, uh, based in Portland, Oregon. And I got into SEO also like around my college years. I had a business building bicycle wheels that I needed to do marketing for. Uh, that was a fun business, but I also stumbled into SEO or sorry, into photography, uh, actually to do the product photography for that business and then had friends getting married, shot their weddings and the wedding photography business absolutely took off as well. Uh, so I've been doing that. Uh, I've, I've been slowly not phasing it out, but shooting less weddings over the last few years and concentrating more on SEO and marketing. Um, but yeah, still shoot a few weddings, maybe about 10 a year and, uh, really concentrating on SEO education. Great. Yeah. You know, uh, Doing some photography, especially when it's not your 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 main thing anymore. Uh, doing photography, even ten times a year, like which a wedding is not a little thing, right? It's a that's a yeah. that's a big thing. So, uh, doing it ten times a year is more than enough for somebody who's doing that as a secondary job uh, to keep it fresh in your mind and and keep the the gears turning and whatnot. So, for sure, um, yeah, I, no, I love staying I do, I, somewhat current. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question though about the whole bicycle tire thing, bicycle wheels. So you're talking, yeah. you're talking like you actually bent the metal, put in the spokes, 
Like, how, yeah. talk, tell, tell, share a little bit about that because totally. I'm so curious. For sure. So I was I was mostly concentrating on high end racing wheels, and so I would be getting typically carbon fiber uh, rims, uh, either from U.S. sources or from China, and then I'd be sourcing the hubs and spokes and all of the small parts, and then I'd be putting them, I'd be pretty much assembling. So I'd, I'd spec out the correct components for the rider and assemble them and then ship them off. That's really cool. That's really cool. You know, I, I uh, with this whole lockdown thing, I've been doing a, a lot more cardio work than, because um, I have a little bit more time now, uh, yeah. I've been doing some more cardio work uh, than, than the past. So mixing up between biking and, and, uh, and running and, my bike is a heavier Trek bike, even though it's aluminum, it's still heavy. And I have a uh, car, a baby seat on the back. I was going to say car seat, a wow. baby seat on the back. So, um, not so, <laughs> not so fun. It's so heavy. You're getting a workout. Uh, but yeah, I'm getting a workout. Okay. So let's dive into this. Um, you guys partnered together. First fuel, fuel your photos was just Corey's thing. And that when I met Corey at WPPI, probably 2017 um, oh, 16 actually 16 2016 yeah. um i think you were just starting fuel your photos at that point mm-hmm. or right so uh you guys partnered i was gonna say recently but it's been a while at this point too yeah, um, it's like the end of 2018 i think great yeah so it's been growing you've you've put out uh an seo course you've got this uh striving um facebook group all all of uh you know your community of a few of your photos, followers and readers and listeners and whatnot. And now you have a podcast. Now, the time we're recording this, I think you have seven or eight episodes, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And by the time this airs, you'll have probably double that, uh, I'd imagine, because <laughs> this is airing a month from basically a month from now. So, um, so tell the listeners about your podcast, because I feel like Yes, there's going to be some overlap with the WordPress Photography Podcast, but at the same time, you have a, because the the title of it, you've got a heavy focus on a specific thing, which is also a very specific, but also broad, because SEO isn't just uh, a fine needle thing anymore. It's so broad. So why don't you share a little bit about that? It's funny because we've talked about starting a podcast since when we first started partnering, and it was like we should definitely do a podcast. And we tried it a couple of times and it was just super awkward at first. (laughs) And then as our relationship grew, we talked a lot more, all that stuff, you know, after a year or so of us working together on a daily basis, we're like, Oh, this will be much easier now. Let's try it again. So we decided to start recording and basically we were like, uh, there's a lot of stuff we could do, but we could just talk about SEO for hours. So let's just pick something to talk about and start talking and see where it goes. And, and we did, and people gave us pretty good feedback, and so we decided to keep recording episodes. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I think we're up to two episodes a week right now because we have the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how, like, you know, um, such a world-changing thing can... It has a lot of uh, negatives, of course, but at the same time, it allows a lot of us to do things that we've been trying to do for a while and haven't had a chance to do, um, or or in some ways be more productive and, and knock out a whole bunch more content uh, than we might normally have been able to do. Um, so um, can you share a, a few topics that you've already talked about on, on the podcast? Yeah, our, our most recent 
uh, topic was pretty fun. It's been well received, but we we looked at all of the uh, website platforms that photographers typically use, and we just tore them apart. We only talked about the cons. Um, and so that was kind of fun to show people that each platform has issues, and there you have to find workarounds for those. Some platforms just have more issues and probably aren't worth dealing with. But Yeah, we had a whole episode where we like looked at our own websites and our link profiles and just went through 30 different links that we had obtained over the years and talked about how we got them. We've had Q&A episodes, or at least one. I think we recorded two. We've only published one. Um, so we're just trying to... I mean, there's a lot of different topics we're probably going to cover in the future. We're thinking about oh, having yeah. guests and, you know, just interviewing people who have had success with different SEO methods. And yeah, it, it's been fun and random so far. Great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm 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 just because of my technical nature of things, of course, I'm very excited for for where you're going to take the show and um, what, you know, all the different topics that you could be bringing up. And I like the fact that you're mixing it up between Q and a, and then some, um, you know, some, some sort of data driven, um, things and, uh, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, now if the listeners if everybody listening right now had to take only one SEO action, like at this moment, what would be each of your recommendations? If they can only do one thing, Right now, what would it be, Corey? Oh, let's see. Hmm, it's it's tricky to pick one thing. I would say the easiest thing you could do right now would probably be to check your homepage title. Make sure that your title is solid. It's matching keywords that people are actually searching for. I mean, I feel like that's where I would start. But then again, maybe. 50 or 70 percent of people have already done that so i mean if you haven't done that that's one thing i would recommend <laughs> fixing nice. yeah and i would Good. take that like the next step further that you're only targeting that keyword with that home page or one page um that's like those are the two issues that i think we see on most photography sites oh yeah people people adding multiple keywords that are they're oh yeah <laughs> multiple pages that target the same keyword. So like if you yeah. if you target uh, Columbia wedding photographers with your homepage, then you don't want that appearing on every other page of your site. So I guess, you know, if you've already fixed your homepage, then maybe take that a step further. I think what Dylan's saying here is basically look at your template settings, like in WordPress, your site title and see, is it being appended to every single page on your site? And if so, is it using the same keyword as you use on your homepage? If so, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, and, uh, you know, if um, for people using Yoast SEO, they can actually not necessarily automate this, but they can actually, if they're using the focus keyword or focus query, I forgot what they even call it now, um, the focus word in, in on their pages and posts, the, Yoast will actually tell you if you're using the same one in multiple places. Um, sure. So that's kind of a nice, nice little thing that um, if you're utilizing it, um, it'll actually, pre in theory, prevent you from from doing it. So, um, so what uh, what can we expect? I know you talk, you touched a little bit about um, you know where you know a little bit where you could take it, but what should we expect from the show in the future? Um, are you going to try to stay consistent, or are you going to just go with the flow and put out episodes when you can? Um, you know, wh what should we expect? What should listeners expect? 
Yeah, I think we're going to be aiming for at least one episode a week. Um, I think during this time at home, we might be doing up to two a week. Um, We're also putting out constant YouTube content and we're trying to also publish blogs. So it's a lot of content coming from Feel Your Photos right now. Yeah. Yeah, from the podcast, I would say uh, it, it kind of depends on how people are responding. So we'd love to get feedback. You know, if people love specific kinds of episodes, we'll probably do more of those. Like I said, we're going to experiment with bringing on some guests who are not necessarily SEO experts, but people who have had success with a specific method or, um, you know, maybe they've had success going through our course or something like that. We may interview those people to say what exactly worked for you and how how could other people potentially apply that? That's kind of something I'm excited about for the future of the podcast. And then, I mean, just Dylan and I talking, one of the things we've decided is a podcast is a great way for us to basically do our initial content brainstorming. So we can just talk it out on a podcast and it's more casual, laid back, and then we get it all out there and then we can listen back to it, take notes or look at the show notes and our transcript and then turn that into a blog post or a YouTube video or something like that. So yeah, it's just going to be our way of talking through ideas, what's working, what's not working, um, you know, that kind of thing. Great. And so you touched on, a, you touched on something um, that fuel your, fuel your photos. You've got the podcast, you've got the YouTube channel, you've got the blog, you've got the Facebook group, each of which you're knocking out content uh, pretty consistently across them all. Um, the YouTube channel, especially now, I mean, I know you did that, that challenge for yourself, you know, to, can you actually do it? And you're doing it. You've done your, are you, be, are you past a month already of daily, um, videos? Or are, you, uh, are you still in the, I think we, I don't know how that exactly played out <laughs> I'm really bad about setting those goals for doing daily content and then not like doing it exactly. Yeah. Now I'm working on trying to create one new piece of content every day in April, but I'm not being too strict about it. So it's not necessarily like a blog post or a YouTube video. Right. It can be like any piece of any, content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we did put out a bunch of YouTube short YouTube videos when we were, we yeah. actually did make it to WPPI this year just before all this stuff really broke out. And uh, when we were there together, we recorded like 10 videos, just, you know, two minute tips and put those on YouTube. Right. Yeah, and it's cool. It's cool seeing each of you, um, you know, individually doing doing the, you know, on camera doing the videos, and uh, nice. Uh, it's nice to break it up from the same person all the time. Which, you know, <coughs> excuse me, my my uh, my own YouTube channel <laughs> is just me. So um, it's nice. <laughs> I fall into exactly what I'm saying. Is nice to not do. So, um, but anyway, so. With all this content, is there anything that you guys have been talking about potentially doing um, that 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 fans of your photos could expect in the future from the brand in general? Oh man, we have so many plans. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what jumps out to you? Gosh, um, we really want to teach people how to utilize WordPress properly, um, and so I think we're going to plan a series. I don't know if that's going to be podcasts, YouTube videos, blog posts, or all, but just how we recommend to use WordPress, uh, just to get rid of the common misconceptions that WordPress is hard or WordPress is complicated. Uh, so that's that's one topic we're really wanting to, to push into a little bit. Yeah, we're actually really excited about WordPress right now. So it's nice being on the WordPress Photographers Podcast because yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking a lot about WordPress soon. Um, we're talking about using 
you know, we're thinking forward, you know, how, how can we better utilize Gutenberg as it becomes more and more yep. tied into everything? Um, yep. More features are available. How can we think about being AMP first, potentially with WordPress? Um, yeah. In the meantime, we're kind of leaning on Elementor a bit because it seems like a decent stopgap for now. It's like the, as far as page builders go, it's like the best bad option. I, I say bad yep. because I just generally would rather not use a page builder, but right. um, for now it's what we're using because we do think it's a decent option. So just all of that kind of education around WordPress as a platform and how it compares to other platforms, uh, because we still need to talk about for our audience, like show it and Squarespace and how right. can you make those work uh, or how would you switch from those to WordPress or those kinds of right. topics? Um, so speaking of Gutenberg or the, the block editor, um, have you tried block patterns yet? No, tell me more. <laughs> so uh, you know how the, the block editor has reusable blocks, right? You can go in, make a block, save it, and then use it on any page or any post wherever you want. Totally. Um, so they now have block patterns in beta, which is basically like page templates for wow. a block editor. Nice. Um, and it's um, completely beta. In you actually have to install the Gutenberg plugin in order to access it right now. Interesting. And um, um, Justin Tadlock, who's one of the, he's been a core developer. He's done a bunch of development on a variety of things. He's now a writer for WP Tavern. He just released a, pl a plugin that allows anybody to create block patterns hmm. and save it, and it'll be usable. So um, that's going to actually be in that be able to make your own block patterns will be in core eventually. But right now, um, one developer has made a product to to do that. So um, that's one of the many things that I'm very excited for in in the block editor. But there's there's other things they're doing, like they're they're they're, they're doing mobile and tablet previews, um, nice. which is nice, but in the back end. So just like Elementor and Divi and all the others, except right now, all the blocks don't have mobile controls yeah, <laughs> in, sure. in core. So... It's kind of funny that they're giving you the preview, but not giving you the controls to a change font size on phone versus <laughs> tablet. But um, I think that is a anyway, it, yeah, but it's coming along. It's coming along. So yeah. I am actually curious what what excites you the most about the new block editor. Gosh, um, hmm. my thing, I think yeah. I'm really excited about the fact that it, it's built in and yeah. it's going to be able to do the majority of things that most people would want to do with an editor like Divi or Elementor mm -hmm. just by default. I mean, it's hopefully more streamlined and more, you know, fits within the UI of WordPress. And it's just like all built in. I also like the fact that by default, at least right now, what's included in um, the block editor is AMP compliant. Uh, as far as all the testing we've done so far. And that's something yep. that we're, it's like really on our radar in the future. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you knew this, but um, the the header menu and also your widgets and mm -hmm. your footer menu, all that, it, those are all becoming blocks as well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of just like how Beaver Builder and Elementor have their themer stuff where, mm -hmm. you know, the elements become... Um, all components of the site. It's good. That's that's how that's the future of WordPress now is is blocks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, and and for for people who are using the block editor and want to use the block editor, not a non WordPress style page builder, they there's there's 
hundreds of block editor page builder plugins they can add that that offer more control over the the core blocks. Um, yeah, we've been playing with atomic blocks stuff. and co blocks and a few of others like that. Yeah, yeah. So so um, yeah, the, there's. The one that, that we're recommending at Imagely is Cadence, um, just from uh, code review and and UI perspective. Um, Cadence blocks is, uh, is quite, quite nice. Yeah. One thing I'm really uh, worried about with these like third-party blocks is that mm-hmm. right now we're in such an early stage with the block editor that so many of the features that are in these third-party plugins are going to eventually become part of right. core and then yeah. like they start to conflict and it's just well not always but at least in some cases in the past i've had like back before you could add columns in the block editor you added a plugin and now you can't add columns and it's like you get a weird uh ui experience when it's like you want to add columns yeah. here or here and it's just messy you know yeah you get multiple fortunately uh, both in the block editor and also in a lot of these third-party plugins you could hide specific blocks. So right. if you have, let's say, co-blocks installed and you're using the block, the, the default, of course, block editor, then you're going to have two row or column type blocks where you can go to the co-blocks, you know, manage visible blocks or whatever they call it, and then you can stop that from showing in the UI. Um, same thing with cadence and, and so on. You can just stop it, stop there. I can stop the cadence button from showing and just use the core button, um, which has its advantages and disadvantages because in some ways, like, for example, if I am concerned over the font size of the text in a button or the padding of a, of a button on mobile, on a mobile phone versus I am what I am on a desktop, then the core button block is not the way to go right now. Yeah. But, um, exactly. but it's going to get there. It's going to get yeah, there. They've been There's adding so a lot of buttons things. in the past two releases at least. Oh yeah, they haven't. There's now a social icon block, so you can do social follows. Um, even the button block has now mul- you could do multiple buttons in a row. Um, yeah, and you could do gradient backgrounds on certain blocks. Uh, yeah, I looked at so, the 5.4 release notes this week, and I was like, this is like all just additions to Gutenberg. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that is, and uh, Matt Mullowig actually is the lead on this on these releases right now. So that's nice. why we're seeing this. That's why we're seeing such a push on on the block editor. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys are both excited for, for that, for the block editor. Um, because well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> yeah I, mean, I think it was necessary and it's a huge push into futurization of WordPress. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anything you guys want to share as we close this up, any uh, final thoughts you want to share, whether it's about your podcast or YouTube channel or anything. Well, we did just release a free seven-day challenge that people have been loving. It's just like really easy. The thing you asked earlier, like what's one thing you could do right now? Well, it's seven days in a row of that. So I think that would be a great thing people could go check out if they're looking for more tips like that. And that's in the that's in the group, correct? Yeah, it is, it's is it... in the group, but you can just go to fuelyourphotos.com slash challenge and sign okay. up there. Great. So I will make sure I link to that because obviously this is going out a month from now. So I want to make sure I can still get people access to that. So yeah. Um, cool. So uh, fuelyourphotos.com slash challenge. I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, so thank you, Corey and Dylan, for joining me today on this show. Um, obviously, the best place they can find you is fuelyourphotos.com. But 
if you want to share anything else, where can the listeners find more about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the best place is probably the Facebook group for now. I think we're pretty active there and it's a pretty thriving community. So yeah, check out Feel Your Photos on Facebook. Totally. Cool. Um, so you can find the show notes and where to find both guys at imagely.com slash podcast slash 103. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.